0: Welcome to the Simpler Business Podcast, where we talk about ways to do what you love and serve your people in a way that brings you income and freedom. I'm your host, Marissa Roberts. Join me as I chat with my favorite entrepreneurs about how they simplify their biz so that you can simplify yours. We're chatting with Miranda Ivey today about the importance of email for social media based businesses. Miranda is an Australian online business mentor and marketer dedicated to helping small businesses, practitioners and coaches grow their customer base by leveraging their experience, expertise and uniqueness through strategic marketing, social media credibility and paid advertising. I love Miranda's blog. There are so many helpful tips and insights in there. And she's also recently released her book, which is called No One Wants to Buy Your Stuff. How to Make Your Business Stand Out in a Busy Online World, which I cannot wait to read. I'm so excited about that one. Last week, Miranda sent out an email talking about the recent Facebook versus Australian government drama, and her take on it was such an eye-opener that I just had to have her on the show to talk about it further. So I'm so excited to say welcome, Miranda. Hi, Marissa. I'm so glad you're here. It's been drama, drama, drama between Facebook and the Australian government, and it's really you know, everyone's circles entrepreneurship wise has been talking about this over the last few days. And I just think it's really important that we, That we think about the impact that this is going to have, even if we haven't been directly impacted so far as entrepreneurs or business owners, there's a much wider lesson that we can all learn here. And you had such a good take on that. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yay. I'm excited too. It's always exciting when email marketing works and you send out an email and
1: you get responses from
0: people. So isn't that the most classic example of email is definitely worth using? Because when I opened your email, I was like, yes, we have to talk about this further. And that's what we mean. Email is so important, especially when we're talking about all the drama that's been going on this week with social media. So you're known for your skill with social media and marketing. And I've been a bit of a silent lurker on your blog for years because I find it really, really helpful, but I'm quite introverted. So I'm always shy to say hello. Now, last week you sent the email out and you were talking about the whole Facebook Australian government incident and you're take on it was really really interesting so for our listeners who might not be aware of what happened you know they might not be in Australia or they might just not be really you know on top of the news at the moment because we've got so much going on in our lives over the last year or so but I just thought can you give us a little bit of a recap of exactly what happened for those who haven't heard of it yet? Certainly. And
1: if you haven't heard of it, you're not the only one because I was posting about it last week and people were like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> but essentially, the Australian government is trying to put through this code for the big tech companies to pay for the content of news sites. The news sites have come to the Australian government and said, hey, we're paying our journalists, we're putting out this really great, well-researched content, and we're posting it on Facebook. But the big thing is, is that because we're posting it on Facebook, Facebook then gets to advertise to people on the platform, and we're missing out on people coming over to our websites, even though it's our content, um, and we're missing out on all of that advertising revenue. Obviously, we're very aware over the past Let's say five to 10 years, the news, particularly the news print media here in Australia, has been squashed. There's a whole lot less advertising happening because people are reading their news online. Let's face it. And it's also because big companies like Facebook can give us the ads manager platform where we're really able to target our ads to people. So it's kind of like Facebook's like, well, you're using our platform for free. We're going to actually. Not allow you to post. And that's what happened last week. All of the news websites. And the saddest thing for me was that a lot of independent publishers got caught up with it. It was a very blanket ban, happened last Thursday. And the uh, Bureau of Meteorology got shut down. Satirical websites also got shut down, like the Petuda Advocate. But hilariously, what also happened in the wash-up was that um, the Chaser News Network, so another big satirical website, changed their Twitter name to Mark Zuckerberg and said, "Hey, at Facebook, please reinstate the Chaser's page and pay us a million (laughs) dollars." And it worked. Oh my gosh! I didn't know that. (laughs) That's really funny. So over the weekend, they were literally the only new news, let's call it, you know, in inverted commas website able to post content on Facebook. So as of today's recording um well last night facebook reversed this ban and has started to talk to some of the big media outlets about how they can create these agreements possibly around payment not quite sure the details are not being disclosed at the moment it will be interesting to see how this affects smaller publishers just because obviously for them It can be a really great way to be seen by more people, to share their content. Sometimes those smaller publishers get people to pay them to be featured on their Facebook page as well. So they do actually generate some revenue from posting on Facebook. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what evolves over the next month, six months, year here in Australia.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I'm normally not somebody who is glued to the news because a lot of it's depressing, but I am on the edge of my seat with this stuff because it's just the right mix of interesting and dramatic and a little bit gossipy and also I'm a little bit paranoid. Like if that all shut down overnight for news sites and not just news sites, it's just like you said, you know, it was government pages, not-for-profit pages, satirical sites, even some of the bigger lifestyle blogs just lost all of their content overnight and they had no idea that they'd get caught up in it, which makes me go, hey, you know, I don't do news content, but I do teaching and how to content. So at what point am I going to get caught up in some sort of decision makers, you know, drama, <laughs> higher up where they haven't really thought about who's going to get affected. And you know, in your email, I remember you said uh, about social media, you had this line that says, we don't own the platform, we rent it. And I thought that was such a powerful way that you looked at social media and socials have become such a big part of business and entrepreneurship. So tell us a bit more about that. When you Said we rent the platform. What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's been like a term that's been bandied around
1: by online marketers for forever, which is literally Facebook could shut down tomorrow. So, where are you going to be if you've built up 50,000 followers but haven't got their email addresses? Mm -hmm. So, you know, building a large social media following is awesome. I'm never going to deny that. I think it's great for brand awareness, great for reach, all of those things that we need when it comes to online marketing, but we don't own it. Facebook literally did shut down last week for so many businesses and organisations, and a lot of them were left scratching, going, "Ah, oh, hmm, what do, what do we do now? How do we communicate with our customers?" Yeah. And the great thing about email marketing is, you know, once we've got someone's email address, we can download that from our email marketing system. We can take it to another email marketing system. In my email last week, I said. You could literally take every individual email and send them a personalized email if you had to. (laughs) But we own that. I mean, it's kind of, some people don't like talking about in those terms and they might think it's a little bit like vulgar, like, oh, I don't own those email addresses. But it's true. If you've done email marketing in the right way, which is, you know, allowing people to opt into their email list and also always giving them a, a way to opt out and subscribe, they have willingly opted in.
0: So you literally have their permission to send them emails. You have your own permanent, if you want to keep it permanent, record of people's names and email addresses, and you can get in touch with them anytime you want to. Legally, you can do that.
1: Legally, yeah. And I think it's great because a lot of people have said, oh, but email marketing's dead. You know, Instagram DMs is where it's at these days, (laughs) Clubhouse or something like that. And it's like, when was the last time you checked your email? Uh, was Was it five minutes ago? was a half an hour ago yeah I bet you've checked your email more than once today and so chances are email marketing is not dead it's just a matter of how we do it and how we go about you know I'm so passionate about email marketing because I talked to so many people and I was like well when was the last time you emailed your list and they're like um maybe maybe three months ago holy mackerel to your email list they've said hey can I please know more about your business like you've gotten me hooked and then you don't talk to them (laughs) like what is
0: that. it's crazy i think a lot of us get scared though right like we think yes we've got people on our email list and then we're like ah oh, we don't want them to think we're bugging them all the time by sending them emails but people are actually saying the reason i'm giving you my email address is because i want to hear more from you and i don't want to go searching for you so it's actually a good benefit for all of us i really think we need to change that like
1: idea that oh i'm spamming people it's like one these people can willingly opt out anytime that they want. They can unsubscribe, you know, and and if anyone wants to have a bad day, go check your unsubscribes. you know? But <laughs> if you want to have a good day, just realize that it might not have hit the mark for them and they'll probably resubscribe in the next six months anyway. But, you know, we need to get over that, you know, oh, I'm spamming people. Oh, they wouldn't want me showing up every week. Oh, what have I got to say? Well, it's like, You will be spamming people if you are showing up and just saying, hey, buy my stuff all the time. Just, oh, just, oh, we've got this new thing for sale. Just come buy it. And you're not actually building a relationship with them. But if you're genuine and you treat your email list as a really important part of your business and a way for people to kind of like get, maybe get those insights that you don't always share on your socials, a bit more like that personal take on things, Mm -hmm. people will stick around on your email list and they're actually like, look forward to opening it. Like I get comments, you know, oh, I always
0: like your emails. And so why would I not show up every week? (laughs) That's such a good point. And, you know, you were saying, you know, when was the last time you checked your email five minutes ago? And that's so true. When I wake up every morning, you know, I try and have a little bit of not online time first thing because then I'm not so like stressed out and anxious during the day. But as soon as I do pick up my phone, I'm always on email first and then Facebook because I'm like email feels like more urgent and important. And then Facebook feels more like social, like I'll go down a rabbit hole. So I'll just do the official stuff first. So email tends to be the default for me as a consumer. But then I forget that as an entrepreneur sometimes because I'm on social so much. So yeah, it's a really interesting thing. And I think, (laughs) you know what it reminds me of? I always think if, facebook one day and it seems really unlikely but if facebook one day went the way of myspace where would we be right where would we be that would happen to myspace and it's just gone like it's cringe now remembering myspace so yeah. i spent hours trying to you know get that like moving background and adding the music
1: And then Facebook came along and we're all like, ooh, look at this cool blue and white
0: platform. Oh, it's a place I want to be. Yeah, exactly. And Vine, Vine was hot for five years and then was just gone. And TikTok mm-hmm. now, oh, my gosh, I don't even, I love TikTok, but I still haven't nailed content syndication on TikTok for entrepreneurs. I, oh, no, I can't. I
1: just, yeah. I'm going to sound like a bit of a boomer here, even though I am not. Um, I went on TikTok. I don't have an account on TikTok, but I was like, I'm going to go on TikTok, you know, need to see what's happening out there in the world of social media. I was on there for about 10 minutes and I was like, oh, I'm just going to go like put my roller skates on and live my life instead of watching other people show me how they roller skate.
0: <laughs> I know. It's so funny. I love TikTok and I go through phases where I'm addicted for about three days and then I just need a massive break from it. I just can't. I can't be on there all the time. But email, I'm always on my email. Every day, even if I'm on that same person's Facebook page, I'll still open their email. Even if this is the same content, I still have no problem opening the email. And I think some of it's to do with the connection that you feel with an entrepreneur or a business owner that sends you email. You feel like you know them a little better. You don't feel like you're one in a crowd of 100,000 people like you do on social, right? If I comment on somebody's social profile underneath 75,000 other comments, I feel like a Tiny fish in a big sea. But if I read someone's email, I feel like they're talking directly to me, and I buy more from email than I do on social media.
1: Boom! Do we need to? Can we just stop now? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's such a great point and a great, great way of distinguishing the email marketing from, say, your social content. Because yeah, your social content is a bit more out there. It's a bit more in your face, um, depending on which platform you're on. But I think the thing that people forget about email is it is that personal connection. So I, I challenge people to, you know, to write their emails quite quickly, mm-hmm. just because if we spend you know, I, I did a consult with a woman and her her job was to get the email out by the next day. And I, I emailed her and I said, oh, have you done that yet? And she's like, oh, no, no, it's taken me like all day and then like into the next day. And I was like, but you've got a business to run. So <laughs> Um, I think it's, you know, think about it like you're writing to a friend. You just said, I love that personal connection. Why not ask them a question like you would a friend? Why not treat them like you're just talking to a friend? I think the thing with email marketing, and I think we've got a lot of boring, big email marketing, you know, people out there, or like, if you ever go hear about email marketing at a conference, it's usually pretty dry and boring, I'm going to admit. But, um, you know, we think that it has to be perfect, and it has to look like this, and I've always got to be selling. And so I probably sent out every email last year, and I didn't really ask for anything. It was literally an exercise in creativity. It was an exercise in having, you know, you mentioned boundaries, like around like your social media. But also just an exercise in consistency. you know, we think that we we think we're doing things when we're on social media. Most of the time we're not, let's face it. (laughs) But if you make a time, you know, to show up in your business, to put something out there, to put pen to paper or to type it out and to send that out every week, it will work wonders for your business.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. So it sounds like as business owners and entrepreneurs, we need to stop relying on social so much like still be on there still be on social media of course but maybe stop using Facebook or Instagram as the default or the powerhouse in terms of growing and managing our online communities and you know we should be making building an email list a big priority in our business too so Do you think there's an easy way? Let's say you've put a lot of effort into growing Facebook or Instagram. I always default to Facebook because that's the one I'm always on. But do you think there's an easy way to move people from your social media platform to your email list? Yeah.
1: So, well, obviously for
0: most people,
1: they're not going to come over to your website and subscribe for your weekly updates or your musings because Let's face it, we do get a lot of emails. So if you want to stand out, you really need to give people a really good reason to sign up to your email list. So that's, you know, a lead magnet. And most people listening to this probably have one already on their website. Um, It might be a pop-up, not my favorite, but anyway, um, they probably have something. But I think it's really important to revisit those email lead magnets to make sure that they're actually connected to where you want to take people in your business, to that final place where you're going to do the transaction or the sale. Because a lot of the time when I talk to people, they've created a lead magnet, an email list, and kind of has a couple of maybe a couple of welcome emails and then they don't talk to them anyway. So it doesn't really matter what happens, but it's not in alignment to where they want to go. So I think having a really awesome lead magnet that acts as that bridging step between someone seeing you on socials. Oh, she seems nice. Oh, I'd like to find out more. Clicking over and going, wow, she's now delivering me this awesome, you know, whether it's a guide or a quiz to find out that they have a problem or a webinar or something like that and then moving them towards something, towards where you wanna make the sale, that's a really important step. In terms of growing your email list, having something that you're really proud of is the first step. So having a really awesome client attraction lead magnet that you wanna share everywhere all the time, first step. Because if you're not really proud of that, you're not going to talk about it are you you're just going to hide it away and be like oh nobody needs my five free new breakfast ideas do they no you want to have a really awesome client attraction lean magnet that you want to just share just like keep oh yeah I even have it as like a keyboard shortcut in my phone just like boom there is a link grab it grab it like
0: that is the best like that is the best. I love that. Yeah. Oh my, because you're right. Yeah. We, we create something and then we're too scared to talk about it.
1: Well, how are we going to get emails if we're too scared to talk about it? But having something and also that, like, if somebody does comment, you know, one of the women that I'm working with is a um is a dating coach. She's in my group um program. And, you know, she's having these chats with people. I'm like, boom, just give them the the next step all the time. Like give them the ebook, give them the guide, give them this. So they are always continuing that conversation, taking it off socials and putting it onto your email list. In terms of growing your email list beyond the people who already know who you are, yes, I am a big fan of Facebook ads. It is what I've been doing for a number of years now um, because it is cost-effective as well it's a cost of, it can't, you know, set up the right way, obviously. I know everyone's got a horror story of Facebook ads where they spent all this money and didn't get anything back. But um, it does, it it, it can really work, you know, having a simple kind of lead magnet ad. One woman I've worked with, she's had the same ad running for the past over two years, wow. uh, $10 a day. She's a naturopath. And I'm like, Are you, gonna, you can change that ad anytime soon. She's like, oh, why would I? It turns, it turns into like three discovery calls a week. <laughs> it pays for itself that way, yeah. It pays for itself over and over again. So I do think Facebook ads, and it doesn't have to be like the world's most amazing ad, but it really comes down to that really important client attraction step. There's no point running an ad to a kind of like average lead magnet because it's not going to work for you. It's not going to do anything for your business.
0: Yeah, I think that connects really well to to what you said before about if you've got a lead magnet or something that you're giving away in exchange from an email address, make sure, you know how you said, make sure it follows the direction or the pathway you want your people to take so that it actually brings you a result in your business. So, you know, like a sales funnel or something like that. I think it's it's it connects really well with the fact that you're saying, well, the ads need to have a purpose. And if they do have that purpose and all of that sort of pathway is clear, then your, your ads aren't going to be super expensive and a waste of money anymore, are they? Because they're going to bring residual income back into your business and pay for themselves in the long run
1: over and over again uh you know but it really has to be in alignment and it has to be something that is you know essentially does solve a problem for people or helps them understand that they do have a problem that you're then able to solve for them and that's always yes you need that first step but then you also need the actually emailing them every week step as well so because, I mean, there's no point spending, again, there's no point spending money on ads if all of a sudden you, you did spend three hundred, five hundred, thousand, two thousand $2,000 a month in ads but you don't then email them again
0: yeah it's like joining a gym and signing up to like fortnightly payments and then never actually going to the gym you're spending all the money on it but you're not actually getting any results because you're not doing the follow-up work as well so yeah I love
1: that that's exactly what it is it's like oh yes I'm doing I'm doing work I'm doing business I'm getting my emails but god forbid I actually like email them and I think it's particularly as entrepreneurs and business owners so many people I talk to have a lot of ideas. Like they've got all these ideas rattling around their head, what we want to do. And I think the great thing, much the same, any sort of like consistent marketing, but email in particular, is get that idea out of your head, put it into paper, send it out to people, see yeah. what the response is. You yeah, don't have to have reason? it sorted out like you don't have to have like some fancy sales page mm-hmm. i've sold things based on like a google doc like it's just like
0: yeah i've done it with a paypal link before
1: yeah did you do it with an email to a paypal link yeah yeah email click this link straight to paypal so yeah and it worked really amazing. well <laughs> and i've helped I've people do the same where they've gone hmm like by putting things out consistently it's amazing what can happen and that they can go, oh, that idea isn't quite right. Oh, cool, I'm going to send an email about this and put a PayPal link in it. And, oh, wow, did I really, did that really work? Oh, awesome you know, it's just such a good testing
0: ground. But yes, you need people to talk to. And then you need to talk to them. Yeah, and talk to them in your email. So you're not relying on Facebook in case Facebook has another tantrum and shuts everybody down again. <laughs> That's been really, really insightful. Thank you so much for sharing it that with us. For people who are listening who are like, okay, great. Now I know I've got to do email. I've got to make sure my pathway from social to email and then actually keeping the people warm and engaged is really important. We get it. Where do we actually start have you got any advice where should they go should they go to your website for more info or your socials
1: well it's kind of funny because the way that I talked about you know going towards the end in mind is actually the first chapter of my book oh. um it's called no one wants to buy your stuff it is a bit of a joke um I still do think it's quite funny that I've written a book and called it that um but it really is about that getting people over that you know marketing doesn't come naturally to everyone but the idea with the book is that it will. Yeah. So the idea is to get those you know amazing things that you've done in your life, the interesting ways that you work with people, the problems that you solve all out and on display on your socials, videos mentioned as well, got a chapter on video and email marketing. So it's kind of bringing in all the elements that we know we should be doing, but sometimes we kind of like get all like caught up and afraid of, oh, I couldn't possibly do, say that online. And I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> you can just say it and then see what happens. It's probably going to exactly. be exactly. So it's, a, it's not like it's some like giant book um, and it is available, the ebook version is available for $4.95 at the moment. And it's just mirandaivcom forward slash book. That's I-V-E why? And it's got the Kindle version and I'm putting in like some like fast track resources in there. It's just, you know, well worth the price of a cup of coffee.
0: <laughs> Lovely. I can't wait to read it. I'm very excited because I just, I find that a lot of business ebooks are all theory, but what I've heard about yours is that it's actual, like, here's what you do. You can actually go and do this yourself. Not like, oh, big super high concept. So I think that's going to be really helpful and I can't wait to see it. Yes, even someone the other day was like, oh, I was so stuck for inspiration. Just read
1: a page of your book, got 20 content ideas. I was
0: like... That is the best. That's so good. Yeah, definitely. I will leave a link in our show notes to your book so that people can get a copy and, yeah, and also your website, if you don't mind. I'll point people towards your website in general as well because I have learned so much just from chatting with you today. Like, and it's funny because I've been in the industry for a decade now, but there's still so much that we can learn and there's still lots of different ways that we can look at things that are happening and actually realise that they can be beneficial to us and not just scary anymore. So. It's been really cool talking about this with you today, Miranda. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been a great chat. Yeah, it really, really has. I'll have to have you on again because it's been really, really fun.
1: Anytime, you know, I'm just sitting here in my little studio in Ballina, New South Wales.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I'm sure everyone will be excited to have you back as well. So everyone, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and found it very helpful. And I will see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Simpler Business Podcast. If you did, please subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to make it nice and easy for you, just the way we like it. If you're ready to simplify and scale your business, you can get started with my free audio class at marissaroberts.com. See you next time.